This episode is brought to you by marketing consulting firm, the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC, where creativity meets business. You can check us out at www.theblm.com for more information on how we help local artists and creatives maximize their business presence. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love, No Fear Podcast. Hey, It's hey. the All Love, No Fear Podcast. Hey, Check hey, us out. Hey. It's the All Love, Oh, No Fear Podcast. podcast uh-huh, podcast. uh-huh. All Love, Oh, No Fear Podcast. Hey everybody! Oh, love, no fear podcast. Marcus jamming really hard to oh, the podcast love. Uh, intro song. No fear podcast. Podcast podcast. Twenty five, twenty five, twenty five, twenty five, twenty twenty five, twenty five, twenty five. That's a quarter. Yeah, twenty five. That's a quarter. That's a quarter. That's a quarter. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for um, joining us for our, our impromptu concert. Um, word 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 word. Not sure if that's what you signed up for, but that's that's, that's what, what we, you got. That's what we did. So that's what uh, you got. yeah, that's that on that. So hey, um, <laughs> welcome to um, if you didn't know, episode twenty five of the All Love No Fear podcast with your co-host myself, KB, and Mr. Mark Metapoetic Banner. Yep, we are in here. We are here. in here on our silver episode, our quarter episode. Quarter. Our 25th episode. Word, word, Yeah, word. yeah, yeah. Can't believe it's been 25 already. We have some interesting news. Um, so Not bad, just interesting. It's interesting. Because when people say interesting, people be like, oh, all right, uh-oh. What you, what you, <laughs> no, no, nothing interesting. Yes. So next week, episode 26, that'll be our last episode for the season. Yes. Not for life, for Not the for season. Life. Not forever. <laughs> for the, for the season. season. That'll be our season one closeout. Yes, yes, um, yes. We're going to try to close out with a bang, and then we're going to come right back at you beginning in December. Yes. First Sunday in December. That's come back the plan. Taking a little hi- hiatus Get some hiatus and try to get some get some fresh stuff going on. We have an anniversary coming up. Yep, yep. On Friday. Five years Five on Friday. Years on Friday. It's going down. October. So, great month. So we're going to give you the last episode right after our anniversary. That'll be our anniversary episode. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> See what we did there? <laughs> um... um yeah, so, and then we're going to take a break for a little bit. Yeah, we're going like to be said, gone come, for what? One, two, three, four, five, six. We're coming back. Seven. We're coming back to Sunday right after Thanksgiving. And yes, that's the plan. And I think we're going to be recording in Georgia. Yes. So it's going to be a different episode. Yes, we're it's going to be a different vibe. We're not moving to Georgia, just that episode is going to be in Georgia, just FYI. <laughs> yes. Although I'm not opposed to moving to Georgia, just to be clear. Okay. That's that's enough. Oh. Wow, <laughs> Mark. I've been trying to get Mark to be on board with the idea for a long time, and he's just being very resistant. But it's fine. But um, but yeah, we're gonna start back up. We're gonna try to get some different things going on. Yes, we're gonna, we're gonna come back a with a bit. new and improved "All Love No Fear" podcast. Um, this experience has definitely taught us a lot. Um, we definitely started off like just really like, all right, well, let's, let's, let's see what record happens. some stuff, see what happens. So, you know, now that we've got 25 episodes in the can, we kind of feel like, okay. We know what we're doing. We, we, know, we have, yeah. yeah, so now we, can, we have like ideas to change it up a yeah. little bit to make it. And we have enough experience now to sort of um, 
evaluate what we've done and figure out what worked, what didn't work, whatever the case may be. And we would love your feedback as our listeners. We want to know what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear, ideas for new segments, like just whatever ideas you have to help us make this podcast even more amazing. So if you have ideas, thoughts, suggestions, like alllovenofearpcast at gmail.com, right on our Facebook page, All Love No Fear Podcast, you know, DM us on Instagram. Does Twitter have a DM? Because you know I don't know what goes on over there, really. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to lie to people. Um, but, yeah, like, find us. Let us know. If you see us in person, speak to us. Like, we're definitely open to feedback so that we can improve and come back to you on season two with some amazing content. Yeah. So what we're um, going to do, I'm actually, I'll, I'll, what I'll do is I'll make sure I'll, I'll put a question up on our Instagram when this comes out. Yes. Um, asking for it. feedback and other things just so we can get start a conversation going. Right. And right. everything from there. Right. Because uh, no good uh, program or activity um, becomes that way or stays that way unless there is intentional and constant evaluation of where you are. Where you are. So that's what we're taking some time to do. We're not leaving you guys in the lurch. We just need some time to evaluate and make sure that we're putting out a quality podcast for you guys. To word, word, to. word. Yeah. So we will be taking a little, was it six, seven week hiatus? Yeah. Like I said, we'll come back next week. Next week is going to be our um, the, the yes, season. Episode 26 closer. is going to be the last one, but we just wanted to let y'all know now. So y'all don't be like, oh my God, what you mean it's going to be the last one? So yeah, that's that. Word, word. On that word. Word. So what we got on the, on oh. the docket? Um, how how was your week? How was my week? Um, so my week was very eventful. Like I feel like I just don't. I'm not really sure what <laughs> what happened. Like I feel like a lot happened, but I still feel like there's so many things that I still haven't done that have been on my like radar to do. And I feel like time management is becoming a big challenge for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just it's just a struggle. I feel like I I between between the fact that I don't have enough time for anything and my memory is sketchy at best um these days. It's it's just a struggle is real. And I've been half deaf for like a week. So that's been great. It's awesome. Yeah, so like, you know, word to the wise, don't put Q-tips in your ears. There's a reason why they tell you not to do that. <laughs> um it took me 33 years, but I learned this week why you don't put Q-tips in your ears. Um, yeah, so my ear had some moisture in it and I was like, oh, let me take a Q-tip and like, you know, try to get it out. And I pushed a bunch of wax further in my ear. And so it's hurt for like a week. And, uh, my hearing is a little muffled in one of my ears. So that's been fun. Um, I went to urgent care. They tried to flush it out. Have you ever had your ears flushed out by the way? Um, very aggressive experience. Somebody literally sticks like a nozzle in your eardrum and just squirts water in there like a water gun. It's very aggressive, but it does get the job done. Yeah. Um, so I did that. Um, my left ear is not being as cooperative. That piece of wax just doesn't want to come out. So now I'm doing like these drops uh, to soften it so that hopefully it will come out like, you know, on its own and I don't have to go back to the doctor and get them to take it out. But yeah. Um, that's kind of what's going on. It's been a great time. Don't use Q-tips, guys. <laughs> yeah, and you're you're doing a you're singing with your group. Yes, there's okay. there's a lot of singing happening in the month of October. Um, I'm singing with the Good Sisters from uh, Take. Uh, that's a group that I'm a part of. We've been a group for what three years now. 
Um, yeah, it's me and a couple girls who be singing. Your word, 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 word. Singing on, we'll be singing at church this coming up. We'll Sunday. be singing at church this Sunday, and then I'm singing again the third Sunday. I think it's just it's October is a very active month for me. Like that's, <laughs> I think that's just what it is. It's our anniversary. It's Avery's birthday. It's singing. It's just, it's just very October never stops. Yeah. It's just a lot of activity, and so I don't think I was adequately um, prepared for all of what's happening. So yeah, I'm already tired. Okay, but um, really quick, just shout out to the people on Spotify. On right. Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, mm-hmm. on Podbean, on mm-hmm. Stitcher, on iHeartRadio, on our website. Yeah. All shout the places out, where I'll be at. Shout out to all of you. Thank you so much for listening, for your support. We appreciate y'all. We do. We do. Word. Um, yeah. And uh, obviously. Um, How about I, you? I, I, How's your week? My, my week was good. My week was good. Just, um, just like pulling things together, just trying to figure out next steps. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it's it's cool. I don't know if anybody knows I'm an Uber driver also, so I drive Uber. My um, guy handing me screets. Uh, I drive Uber, so if I ever picked you up, what up? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, shout out, shout out to my friend um, Kevin Nugent who just got engaged. And go well, Kevin! Not last go well, Kevin! Last night to here, so I guess Saturday night. Yes, go Kevin! Go Kevin! Go Kevin! So shout out to him. Get married. To get him, married. him and Claire. Get married. Get married. That's right. <laughs> oh, I forgot to say who take was. I'm sorry. I'm going back. Shout out to Tiffany, Ayana, and Alicia. Take is the initials for our name. I'm K. Yeah. yeah. Take. Yeah. There Tiffany. It is. Shout out to y'all. T. Tiffany, A. Ayana, K. Kristen, E. Alicia. Yes. And they be saying it. Okay. Okay. Yep. They can say it. Work. Yes. Work. Booking is available. Booking. That sounds, you know how the Instagram girls be talking about booking info. It's like, I don't, makes me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, but they they're booking info for like come to my um, invite me to a party to be like yo I'm on Instagram. No, That's I'm just saying you got like, ta- you have like, talent. It's a little different. No, 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 I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> it's a little different. You have I know. Talent, so booking sounds like you but sound I think, different. I think when you have the talent. Instagram girls have sullied booking for me. <laughs> have sullied the name. You've sullied the good name of booking. You have, you have to re- rebrand booking. Yeah, because I'm like it just it, <laughs> it just makes me think that girls are trying to get books to go get peed on in Saudi in uh, the Emirates. So <laughs> That's yeah. Fine. That's what they be doing. All right. They be um, going to like Dubai and getting peed on and stuff. Let's 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 move on. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what be happening. Okay. Love it or lose it. Wow. So anybody wants to know, <laughs> love it or lose it is we usually have four options, and we say what would you love, what would you lose out of those four options. Mm-hmm. Um, lose, take away, and everything that comes with it. Love, hold on to, and don't take it away. Pull it from my dead hard hands. All right. Word. So th- what I've gotten are clothing brands from the 90s and early 2000s oh boy that is wow okay (laughs) yeah it was random i just thought about it It was very random super random all right the four brands are Mm -hmm. fubu Mm -hmm. rockaware Mm -hmm. sean john Mm -hmm. fat farm Hmm. (laughs) if you were in high school between the years of like 98 and like 2007 maybe um these brands were kind of a big deal yeah back Fubu then. for us by us rockaware is by rockefeller rockefeller brand sean john was from sean sir diddy combs and fat farm was um what's his face russell simmons russell simmons <sighs> black on black yeah i, I try to find like 
brands that were like black owned too. I wasn't mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to go to like Tommy Hilfiger or <laughs> any of them. So I was trying to like figure out. I'm I feel I don't know. This is this is a hard one. Yeah. Um not like I wore any of these brands in <laughs> high school because no one was buying that for me. Oh. Um I I don't think I had anything that was from any I may have had like a FUBU FUBU like shirt or jacket or something like that but I don't remember if I've ever had anything from any of the other brands and it's been a long time since those brands were sort of like a big deal and it's hard for you to put it together yeah like I I think I'm I was always impartial to FUBU Mm -hmm. just because it's for us by us yes (laughs) Solange had made a whole song about it on her actual album that was good. So, you know. This ish is for us. This ish is for us. And then I think she had Master P talking on it. So, it was lit. It was a good time. Yeah. So, um, I'm partial to that. Oh, Fat Farm still make clothes? That's crazy. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I just, like, looked it up. like, And they got, like, a whole website. Yeah, Sean sure, sure John. I remember Sean John, John had, like, With, like, suits. actual clothes. Like, yes, I remember yeah. Sean John had suits for a while, and, yeah, like and the guys was rocking the Sean John suits. I remember yeah. that. Um, Rockwell had shoes. Yeah, because those are the S dots. Well, I, I remember. I guess, I guess were they Rockwell or just S dots? I don't know. I don't sure. know if they were just a Sean, a Sean Carter production. Yeah. Um, and Sean John had like a perfume at one point, or not a, not a perfume, a cologne. I'm sure they all had cologne. I'm pretty sure they all had cologne. All. All clothing brands have cologne for some reason. Yeah, I just remember. I remember. <laughs> I'm sure they all have a cologne. I'm I'm pretty sure. I remember the, the what you call it. Um, I feel like this is a hard choice to make. Um, because they're all four li- all four like clothing lines were like iconic in their own right. Um, yeah, for different reasons. For different reasons. Um, Fubu, I feel like was sort of the one that originated not originated but like the one that kind of hit big yeah, as a black owned without without celebrity backing yeah without um a, clothing brand and yeah. kind of may have inspired the others to um kind of branch out and make their own stuff and that was an interesting era in time when all these clothing brands were out too like everybody had a clothing line yeah like literally every artist had a clothing line like Eve had like the fetish stuff J-Lo had a clothing line like every artist had a clothing line I remember wanting one of those fetish jackets so bad did did you have a vocal t-shirt did you wear vocal Vocal t-shirt no I did not have a vocal (laughs) t-shirt did you you rock the vocal no I didn't even get that St. Louis was out here wearing vocal like that was the greatest thing nah, ever. For real. <laughs> and then what's the one that uh, T.I. had or still has? A coup? Oh, I, I never I never even knew he had a brand. I'll be honest yeah, he you. had a brand. He, he has a brand. I did not. I, I remember not hearing about that. Um, I think, though, um, if I have to lose one of these, um... This is hard. This is really <laughs> hard. It might be Sean John. Okay. Why? I don't know. I just... <laughs> I don't... Like, I just don't remember ever being, like, particularly pressed about their clothing items when I was, like, in school, in high school. 
I don't I don't remember the level of pressness about their outfits being being that high. I don't think I really liked their stuff like that that much to where I was like, Oh my god, that'll be so nice. Um, yeah, I don't I don't particularly feel that um I I care too much about their their clothing items. Um when I was in high school. Um I don't know. I take that back. I think my loser might be Fat Farm. Yeah, I think that's my loser yeah, also. Yeah, I think my loser might be Fat Farm. If I if I'm thinking as two thousand year two thousand two or three me, I probably would have wanted one of the other three more than than uh, Fat Farm. So I think I might have to lose Fat Farm. I think Fat Farm had the best logo. Oh yes, I do enjoy their logo. I do. But I, I think no, I, actually, I disagree. I think Sean John has the best logo. I like that script. I I think as a graphic person, I like the um, yeah, like I like this 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 script of Sean John. No, no, I, I think I like it, but I, I think um, as a graphic person, I think they the put Fat Farm you like it better. Yeah. yeah, but um, but I do agree that um, the Sean John is glad. I think th- I think Sean John was great for suits. Yeah, I mean they had some nice little you know jogger sweatsuit situations too. I really like the Sean John velour suit. Yes, to be like Diddy, you know. Because mm-hmm. I, I really was trying to go back and forth to figure out which ones I sh- I was going to use for this. Because mm-hmm. I like you got Pele Pele, academics. <laughs> I cross uh, colors. Cross colors was before that, but yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> G unit clothing. G unit clothing. Oh yeah, I remember when all the little <laughs> boys in high school with their little bird chests had them little uh them, them white beaters that had the we the, the color stuff change. on them. We have, on have the to the stop calling the white beaters. We have to figure this out as a society. <laughs> we like, gotta, I don't know how we like everything else is cool, but we haven't canceled that yet. I don't know how. <laughs> well, how we haven't canceled white beaters yet? <laughs> uh, like everything else, we be out here canceling everything, but we still call tank tops white beaters. I feel like we gotta figure this out. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta work it out. <laughs> That's fine. That is fine. It just—it's a and name I, that and, sticks, man. And I, and I still consciously say it, well, say it too. So I'm, I'm not saying like I don't. I, I was, but I'm like every time I I say it, I'm like I gotta do better. Okay. I understand. <laughs> Ucha. So right. what about you? What is your, what's your cut? Your 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 loser. Your loser. No, sure, my, yeah, same thing. That's okay. fat farm because like I, I I never wore a fat farm like that. I never did. Yeah. Um, out of other ones, um, and I think my love it's gonna be Fubu. Okay. I think it's just it was just I think the name was more iconic than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's it's very like it it comes off very retro. It comes off very like. I'm, some dude was making it in like his mom's basement, <laughs> like <laughs> comes over always like that. So, I guess in in terms of like the rawness of it, I think I like it. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I, I, I say Fubu. Yeah, I feel like my my love it is also Fubu simply because, um, you know, it it sort of was like I said an originator, um, for, um, this type of like urban like streetwear that we see that's really popular today. Yeah. And I feel, um, and I feel like a lot of people And it was it was founded in Queens. So shout out to Hollis Queens. Yeah. Yeah. Like and I feel as if like um QB people were fubu just because it was fubu. I, I think yeah. the other ones like meaning like people were like I just want to support it cuz Court 4 is by us. Right. So like people who were even wearing clothes like that like I just got to support it. Yeah. Like yeah. the other ones people were like they like they were big on brand names maybe. Mm-hmm. But people just bought fubu like I it's just for us buyers. Why? Why not buy it? <laughs> yeah, like Fubu is legit. Like just queens. Like period. Yeah. Like ju- like they were. For, in, for, they it's, it's, they were all over Jamaica Avenue. It's four queens. I remember four queens by queens. Yeah. <laughs> FQBQ. 
FQBQ. I mean, that's it. That's it. That's it, and that's all. Um, LL Cool J was a big, uh, you know, yeah, impromptu advertiser of the product. Um, and I think it's just, you know, and they had. I forgot about this. I'm like reading about it now, but they had that Fat Albert line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm yeah. like, yeah, I remember that. That was super cool. So you know, I just think that it really opened a lot of doors for like fashion as we know it today. Oh, sure. they, got, so, they still got a fubu.com. Who knows? Yeah, they got a whole website. Maybe you need to get on there and purchase some products, support the black man. Um, Are they still in house queens? I, I doubt that. Very seriously. <laughs> I doubt that they are still available for yeah. house queens. Okay. But yeah, they still have like products out and like I, I feel like a resurgence of, of FUBU is on the way because I feel like a lot of brands that people like you remember them little champion like, nobody wants to wear them little champion shoes and hoodies from Walmart. Now champion stuff costs hella bread. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I feel like a lot of these brands from, like, way back are making a comeback. So, oh, Fubu got a Fubu, Fubu might be trying to make a, got make a, a return. You got a Twitter? Fubu got a Twitter. Let me find out. Let me find out. I want one of these snapbacks, though. Definitely, for sure. They that got, needs to happen. They got a... Um, what oh, else they got? They have a um, video on Instagram where um, they're talking about Jadena. Okay. That when he was shouting out Fubu. Oh, okay. That's interesting. All right, we we doing this too long. All right, <laughs> let's, let's move <laughs> we on. We talking too long. <laughs> talking too long about, about yes, Fubu for the win. Yeah, I'm sorry about well, we're we're, I, we're researching at the same time. Like, oh, this is interesting. This is yeah, interesting. I'm like, wow, okay. Because <laughs> so, I like, I know the guy who, that started it. Like one of the guys that started it, he's on the Shark Tank. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't know he was still affiliated with the company, but apparently he is. So that's probably why he's on Shark Tank. Word, because he's because that football was, was low-key, low-key big burn. Yeah, it was for for a little while. Everybody, everybody wanted to be down with the food boot. Yeah, it was good. But the food, I'm rocking. And the company's still worth three hundred million, so I'm not mad. I'm not. I'm rocking. I'm rocking. Like uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I do a bunch of other stuff then. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm. Ready. Hoop. Hoop, 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 Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's go into the topic. Yes. And what is our topic for today? So the topic for today was sort of inspired by Power. If you've been watching this latest season of Power, you know, I don't want to give too much away, but Tasha and James are divorcing. Um we already at episode six, so if you didn't watch it yet, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Um, but they're in the midst of a divorce, and in one of the episodes, um, they're like at the table with their lawyers, and I guess Tasha signed some prenup when they first got married, stating that if they were to divorce, she gets nothing. I don't know why she signed that. That's super stupid. Nah, that's dumb. <laughs> I would never sign nothing like that. Never in a million years. So, like, we wanted to talk about the concept of prenuptial agreements also known as prenups Prenup. um they've been mentioned ad nauseum um over the course of the last i feel like people have really started talking about them for real for real like over the last like 10 to 15 years where i've heard more conversations about them and not just between like celebrities but between like quote unquote regular people but i guess people that got some money but um I want to talk about it because I think it's 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 a very uh, touchy subject. Excuse me. People don't often want to talk about it. 
And it can often lead to, you know, some really ugly conversations and possibly breakups of the relationship before they even get to the point of marriage. Um, So basically, for those of you who don't know what a prenuptial agreement is, basically, it's an agreement that a couple sits down and makes uh, that stipulates what will happen or what should happen in the event of a divorce um, or dissolution of the marriage. Um, People often include things like... um, what are the circumstances if infidelity is part of the dissolution of the marriage? Um, people will include things about um, how many, how much the person, how much each person gets depending on how long the marriage lasts, if they have kids, how many kids, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So they can be very, very intricate. Um, I was doing a little research about them, and in theory, you don't have to like formally sit down with a lawyer to have one like it's not like a super like formal thing like you just you literally just have to have it written down somewhere like you should have a lawyer like look over it because it is an agreement that you're entering into it has to be signed by both parties it has to be signed by both parties and agreed to by both parties but it's not like uh doesn't have to be like a big thing it doesn't have to be a big thing yeah and each state kind of looks at prenups differently so you know for some states you might have to be a little more formal for others it might just you know be just a simple hey we wrote this on a piece of paper and got it notarized that's our agreement um other countries you know you got to kind of do your research on that and figure out how they um how they address those but basically in a prenup you're you know deciding who's going to get what bank accounts what properties what money what spousal support what like basically how how do we go on as two people outside of um, this marriage should it come to an end? And so technically you can get a prenup after you after the wedding. In theory, you should get it before. No, no, you should get it before. But I'm saying technically you can get it after. It's just less people don't do it because it gets messy. Yeah, and I'm like yeah. the whole point of prenuptial is pre-wedding. Yeah, so. correct. Trying to make a thing afterwards. I'm like, nah, I'm not. We, we married. We married already. We're married already. I'm not committing <laughs> anything. Like, you're dumb. Like, I'm not giving you anything. So, um, you know, people, people, you often see a lot of celebrities uh, draft these um, or have these. And I think it makes sense um, in the event, you know, because you have a lot of assets and a lot of things that um, bring you income. And so you want to make sure that. You don't have a long, drawn-out uh, battle in divorce court going back and forth over who gets what. A prenup is basically supposed to, like, eliminate that uh, that back and forth should the marriage come to an end. And, I mean, I think if you have – if you're coming into a marriage with certain assets and certain things that are of value, um, then by all means you should um, at least have the discussion about – a prenuptial agreement. You don't have to necessarily create a formal one and sign one, but you know, have a conversation about what's going to happen. Because I think a lot of people think, oh, if you start talking about a prenup, that means that you're going into the marriage expecting it to fail, blah 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 blah. And I'm like, nah, I don't agree. Um, I I I think um, I think it just comes down to like things happening later. Because like because it, it might be that it's just things happening later, and you making sure that. 
it's not a everything's clear before something happens. Right. Exactly. And I, th- I think that's really what it comes down. Like, oh, I just want to make sure everything's clear. Right. Before, like, just make everything clear now, because like people always bring it back to like the specific money specific situation. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's a lot more than that. Um. So. It's just to make a lot of times people just do it just to make things everything clear before um, marriage happens so everyone's on the same page. Right. And sometimes they think people do that. I, mean, I don't. I don't agree. But sometimes people do it to make sure that they they people understand that the marriage is not about the money. Right. And everything that, that like their mindset is we're gonna do a prenup so you understand that you don't get anything so let's see if you want to stay with me still. Right. Right. So sometimes people do that also. Yeah. Which is a I understand why people feel that way because you feel like you're doing that, not really trusting the person in the first place. So right. I, so I, I get, I get the yeah. Because I'm like, if you're if, criti- you're, if you're putting a thing in there, well, you know, you're not. If we divorce, you're not getting anything because I just want to make sure that you're really marrying me for me. Then y'all shouldn't be getting married. Just don't get married. Y'all should just cancel yeah. this. Yeah. So like, Let's I, not waste anybody's so time. I, I understand that whole part in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I understand where that comes from. But I, I guess. I guess the um, it always usually comes up when it comes down to someone, one person who has a lot more money than the other, mm-hmm. and and that usually comes up because the person who has a lot more money has felt that people have been trying to trick him his the whole time he's had money, right? Or right. her, I'm not gonna say her, right? I'm, I'm saying he because I'm a man, but it's he or her, yes, has a certain amount of money, so they're worried about being tricked, right? And so I'm playing a long game to do that, so to. So to eliminate that suspicion, they would do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think that when it comes to if you're a person that has means of any kind, um, and you want to ensure that that doesn't get compromised with the result of a divorce, because we all know and have seen stories of divorces that have gotten very ugly. And has gone back and forth for years and years and years, and you just want to kind of avoid all of that, then by all means, I feel like you should get a prenup. Like, don't get me wrong, you know, I don't understand when guys be having a hundred dollars in a bank account talk about prenup. Prenup, what, sir? Nothing. Get out <laughs> of my face. But um, I was reading this article, and they talked about how um, a lot of millennials are doing prenups, not just related to stuff um with it with money but even like intellectual property because you know our our and i, and I think that's, that's yeah really our generation is doing a lot of things like doing stuff like us starting podcasts um starting different businesses stuff like that like when they're getting married they want to include in the prenup here's who gets to manage retain the the ownership business. manage whatever this particular thing is we might not be millionaires but we need to clarify who's gonna be doing what and whose whose stuff belongs to who when this is all said and done which which i think that that still plays into the money thing. i think it's the same um conversation but i guess but it's not like oh this is like two people with like millions of dollars coming in this is like Correct. two like regular schmegler degler nine to five workers but just if this if this goes well I, like i don't want you to like now be in the boardroom because and we divorce. Yeah, like that's just and, having, like, and I have to say what happens to my business. Like break up with him. I want to break up. I don't want to do this anymore. Like get me out of here. Thank you with my things. 
with my things. So apparently millennials are the largest population requesting um, prenuptial agreements yeah. today. And once again, millennials are from years 81 to 96. Yeah. Because I, I guess they're talking about like pre, um, protecting ideas because like, you know, as a couple, you talk about things. You say, oh, you know, I would really love to start this like business where we come, where we like come to people's houses and we like renovate the kitchen in three days or something like that. And these are the types of like normal discussions you have with your spouse or partner um, while you're dating, married, whatever the case may be. And I guess a lot of millennials are like, I don't want the other person to take my idea yeah, if and go start doing something with my idea and whatever work we've done if we were to break up. So I think that's uh, that's a big reason why um, a lot of millennials are going forward with it. Because a lot of us, you know, we, we work a nine to five, but a lot of us have like three, four, five, six side hustles. And we're always thinking of something new to do and whatever, whatever. So you want to make sure that whatever ideas you put on the table and talk about with your partner, they don't get to, like, walk away with and, like, potentially profit and make a bunch of money from if you guys were to divorce. I have a question. Do you What's think up? that comes from um, one millennial is doing that comes from our um, our age range not trusting as much or our age range um, being more conniving? Um, I think it's both. I was I, I don't think it's either. Well, which is the same thing you're saying. Um, yeah, I think I think <laughs> I think it's both. I think I think it's just more visual. Yeah, I think our our generation has seen a lot of stuff like with our own with our own parents and grandparents. Like we have our own ideas about what we think stuff should look like and what's right. And then I and then I think we we've also experienced a lot of things that have just made us generally more like uh, what's the word I'm looking for more suspicious mm-hmm. of stuff. And then I think it's also to just we 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 know people are shysty. Yeah, like yeah. our our confidence in the goodness of people just isn't there right. <laughs> anymore. Like I feel like our generation we've seen like. A lot of ugliness and shystiness in people in like various environments, whether they be educational or professional. So I think our our guard is always up when it comes to people um, because of the things that we've kind of dealt with and experienced um, growing up and like being adults and working and stuff like that. Do you think the Internet plays into that? Because I I, I would say so. I think the internet kind of plays into a lot of things because mm-hmm. because we see a lot more and we see a lot more of it happening all the time mm-hmm. or even in TV, whatever you see, have more happening. You're like, oh, our vision turns to it. It must happen a lot more than often. So we tend to be more cautious. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I can, I can see that. Yeah. 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 I, I definitely think it's both, both, both things play a factor. Work. Um, you know, people are apparently getting like prenups uh, that can keep each other from speaking negatively about the other if the marriage ends, which I guess can be helpful for. We got y'all. Yeah, he got marriage whistleblower policies. Whistleblower marriage. What whistleblower policies? What? I can't with you. No, <laughs> just like I guess they're saying for like people who are like doctors or lawyers or have certain professions where their reputation matters. Um, having prenups where, like, I guess they can include language that states that you can't 
badmouth me in a way that would negatively impact my that's, my professional life. That sounds insane. I'm just trying to tell you. That's what the, that's what the research says. That I don't sounds know. quite insane. I don't know if I agree, but that's what it says. That because and then you, do, you badmouth. It's it's that's insane. I, and I don't know what badmouth means. Like Be- because like because I can say oh. I my ex my ex was like you know a terrible person. They did this, they did that, but like I don't know if that's the same bad mouthing as me saying, oh, they're if they're a doctor, oh, they 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 uh they performed the surgery and they didn't like I don't know I don't Based know what, what the, you said, what the realm anything, of bad mouthing anything that might negatively affect their their career their career, which means like the reason why I don't like it because like I don't need an NDA for my relationship though. <laughs> I mean, listen. Because, like, it's kind of <laughs> like, what if, what if the person's, like, abusing me? Right. I can't mention it because it will negatively affect their business. That's, that's crazy to me. I, I agree. I agree with you. <laughs> that I'm, is I, I'm just telling you that this is what I learned while doing my Googles. Marriage okay? NDAs. What the hell is happening? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> for a regular dude? No, bye. Marriage mm-hmm. NDAs. Bye. Bye. I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> bye. Um, and then I guess another reason that people are um, getting prenups, especially millennials, is, like, student loan debt. Um, they're getting into marriages and they're like, look, once we break up, those loans are yours again. It's not our money thing. It's your money. Gone. Isn't that what happens anyway? Listen, I'm just, I don't know. I'm, I'm just asking. Isn't that what happens anyway? I I would like to think so, but I guess like people, I, don't, I, don't, pe- I, I guess if people don't have that written down somewhere in divorce proceedings, they may try to argue, um, let's say if one person makes more money than the other like oh, um, I'm not able to provide. I'm not able to afford this by myself. Like I, I was only that. able to, to do this because I had the income of the other person. So you know, I don't know how plausible of an argument it is, but if it if, could if, be made, I, I guess if they're going with the, uh, I I want to con- continue with my current state of state of living. Yeah, if, and if, I if, want if, my spousal uh, my spousal support support to include that money to because, cover that then. because that's a. Yeah. Current state of living. I, I guess if you yeah. if you're using that argument, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I, like I said before, like I feel like people get very offended by the topic of prenups. Like people don't want to talk about it. People are like prenups just mean that you want to enter it. You you already thinking about divorce. You're already thinking about it ending. Instead of looking at it as like a smart like planning and financial decision. I'm sure there are plenty of people who have prenuptial agreements who are married till one of them dies. Yeah. Um, that never ever tap into that. But because they want to be smart about it, because you have to recognize that while you may go into a marriage with the best of intentions, with the best of hopes and aspirations, like well, both people can. Both people can. Things happen. Life yeah. happens. Like me and Mark been married for five years. We are absolutely 110% not the same people we were when ago. we got married five years ago. Yeah. So to say that somebody's going into something being negative, no, like you change so much over the course of what, five, 10, 15, 20, 25 years. It's like you may want to get a divorce simply, but nobody cheated, nothing bad happened. You just were like, that one, like this isn't, we're not the same people. We're not compatible anymore. Let's go do something else. It could just be that simple. It doesn't have to be that dramatic. But at least if you thought ahead and had some type of provisions in place, it actually makes the process a lot smoother. A lot smoother than y'all going back and forth, like how um, what's it uh, 
I said what's love got to do with it, but that's not that was not the name of the movie. Um, Waiting to exhale. Um, Bernadine and old boy was going back and forth, back and forth, and I'm like, okay, don't nobody got time for that. And you know, he was hiding stuff. Anybody got time? Um, but like the fact, one of the reasons I want to talk about this too. Um, a lot of people really break up over over somebody coming to the table with a prenup conversation. Um, for example, uh, Joe Budden and his ex-fiance, Sin Santana, they were together. They had a baby. They got engaged. They were supposed to be getting married. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they just broke up. And Allegedly. Allegedly. Because <laughs> people are saying that uh, <laughs> this is all for a love and hip-hop storyline. But I don't know. Um, but allegedly, they broke up. And allegedly it was because of prenup conversations. Like, you know, he came to her, I guess, allegedly he came to her and said, hey, before we get married, let's talk about how we're going to handle this, these finances. And I guess allegedly she got offended or upset. And that led to some arguments, which led to them breaking up. And to me, I'm like, Joe Budden would have been stupid to marry her without having a prenup in place when literally like the last two years he's been having like the biggest like t- like moments in his career since he's been out as a rapper like at no point when he was a rapper was he as popular or as financially flourishing as he is not, right not, now not even close not even close i mean even from when he first started talking to her and dating her to to now like it's been different it's been a totally different situation so to me it would be stupid yeah now for he, him to not now he got spotify revolt yeah he got spotify he got revolt he's got, he got he's, he, he he's got his own up. independent stuff where he's doing the pull-ups and all this other stuff like so in that in that situation where you know you go from not having um, that quote unquote high level of income and, and, and assets to suddenly having that and you kind of acquired that while you were with somebody. I don't, I still don't think there's anything wrong with having a pre uh, coming to the person and having a conversation about a prenup. I think it would be stupid to not have that conversation because, you know, God forbid they get married, they don't have a prenup, and then something happens, knock on wood, and then, you know, which which I which I am sure that he's worried about because he's been in a lot of bad relationships, right? Publicly, yeah, which publicly. Probably means he had yeah. a lot of private bad ones too, <laughs> right? And who knows what situations he was involved in with that? So I'm like, to me, anybody that's managing his money and managing his legal situations would have advised him to get a prenup. Like that yeah. makes sense to me. But you know, I, I think it also comes down to like how society has viewed it. Also, right? Like people really, it really does have a negative connotation. Correct. And when people hear it, they think, oh, this person's only focused on money. They're only focused on, you know, thinking that I'm taking advantage. Da, 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 da. And I mean, don't get me wrong. There are like, what's her name? The girl from Real Housewives of Potomac, Ashley, the one that's married to the old man. She signed some prenup where, you know, if they divorce after five, before five years, she gets nothing. Um, it's I wouldn't have signed it. Couldn't be me. It it seems very un, un, uh, unequal. And don't get me wrong. She came to the marriage with like twenty dollars. So like, <laughs> I'm not being funny, but like, the guy, the the husband is the one who has all the money, and he's an older man. So I'm sure he's trying to protect his assets. He's got like grown kids, so he wants to make sure that it, it, what he has worked for to give his grown kids isn't taken away from some new hussy. But um. 
I also think that, you know, people look at it does have the potential to be a slightly financially abusive situation um, when the person who has the larger amount of assets is kind of lording stuff over and being like, well, you know, uh, I won't marry until you sign this prenup or, oh, you know, the prenup says blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, I do I do feel like I, I, they're, I th- they're worth considering. I, th- I think it's worth, least, it's worth considering like based um, on the details lose. of it. I'll say yeah. it that way. Yeah. We'll say it that way. So, like, depending on the details. So, like, not of course, we're not supporting all prenuptials across the board. No. Um, depending on the details of what it says and right. how reasonable it sounds. <laughs> and <laughs> so as long as y'all both agree on the terms correct, of it. Correct. Like, don't, don't sign something that you... Should it, it, it should be one, then not the other. Yeah. Yeah, like y'all both should be in agreement with everything that's on that paper. Like, don't sign it if there's one thing on there that you definitely 100% don't agree with. Correct. Um, to me, signing a prenuptial agreement where no matter how long you're married to somebody, you don't get anything is stupid. Like, by signing that, you're precluding yourself from the already um, existing legal statutes in whatever state you are that say that you're entitled to get something correct so, so i i don't see why you would sign yourself sign something that would preclude you from that so what 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 that what that being said like on the other side if you if um whether you're the husband or wife or whoever you are and you are watching over the kids watching the kids watching the house like <laughs> do, do, do things in the house and everything you deserve half i'm sorry <laughs> right like if you're doing all this stuff for like years like taking care of the family or like you know all these things or just or even like on the, even if you don't have kids, but you were like supporting the person right. on the other side, right? Like you deserve something. Yeah, yeah, like you 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 you're still a part of it, even though you d- probably weren't the face of everything. Mm-hmm. You were still in the background doing man enough. right? Like, like when- um like um they always talk about um authors mm-hmm. how like their spouse is like the little the small author mm-hmm. in terms of all books because mm-hmm. the spouse is the person like looking through the books doing all the edits and everything mm-hmm. in the background like yeah hey, maybe you shouldn't do that like they're kind of yeah. supporting partner and everything yeah. so like technically they should get a lot of credit for it also right right like Jeff Bezos the guy that owns Amazon when he got divorced I don't think he had a prenup and people were like why is his wife getting so much money she was with him for 25 years and had two or three kids with him before he even thought about it, Amazon, she was there. Run that lady her money, yeah, and stop talking crazy. That's yeah. why. That's because why I, like, if if she wasn't around to take care of the kids and everything, that he wouldn't be able to work the way he right. was. Right, like that support lends to you him able, being able to do what, he has, what to do. he has to do. Correct. And it doesn't seem like they had a nasty divorce. It seems like they came to the to the agreement I, very quickly. I think everybody else was just angry. Yeah, everybody <laughs> else was just mad. It was just like you're just mad that you're not her. Yeah, you're just mad that you're not in a position to secure the bag like she was. But like. Even in the fictional situation with Tasha and um, and Ghost, I'm like in the in the show he says something like, "You weren't with me. You weren't with me out there selling drugs." And she was like, "Huh?" So you feel like, first of all, I don't know how you get a prenup on drug money, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's let's start there. I'm like, am I gonna assume that this is the she signed a prenup based on the legal businesses they had? I assume so. Because, because I'm like, you can't get a prenup for you can't money. get a prenup from from street pharmaceutical sales. Um, that's not <laughs> that's not how that works. It's not how that works at all. Like there needs to be a prenup for like real substantial but money. He, he probably did the cleaning of money though. She did. 
because she's she used to be an accountant. I know. What I'm trying to say is it's, it's, it's a clean money portion of it. Yeah, like she did the 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 book. There's, I the think book cooking to, to clean the money. I think so I, I'm like, you I, don't want to run. I, and if she had three kids, and you don't want to run that lady no money. I think I'd expl- I was try- I was trying to explain to somebody what clean money means. Okay. <laughs> in my class, Cause I was like, so it's not like literally washing money. It's literally. Although take- I'm not gonna lie to you, when I was a kid and I first heard it, I thought they meant like washing, washing money because <laughs> they call it money laundering. So I was like, oh, you're like washing money like in the washing machine. No, it's acquiring money from legal illegal means and putting it in a legal business to create legal money. Yes. Which. A lot. I'll be honest. A lot of rappers have done. A lot of hip hop artists have done. Stop, stop Takashi six nine and out here. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me shut up. No, Takashi. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, several I, people have done that. Re- reason several why I, I'm, only, I'm only saying that because like that's that's um, kind of how some it's been grown. It's been because gr- no one else will invest in it. That's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So a lot of times, people, a lot no no companies or anything will invest in it. So they have to invest in themselves. Yes. And and because it was right in the middle of like the 80s and 90s, people weren't investing, especially in like anything in the low income neighborhoods that they didn't care about us. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> there was like we had to find ways to yeah. use this money. And there and there so are, there are plenty that. of other people doing this too. Yeah. Like, you know the like, mafia did it for years. Yeah. Like, the mafia has done it for years. Yeah. Like there's 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 whole. Just just go on the internet and Google money laundering, yeah, and you, you'll see the variety of people that pop up. That's, so. that's, that's what the mafia always does. They'll do that, create a business, put that money, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's just it's just and that's what they call cleaning the money because now, now you invest in put that into a business that has clean money, so now all that money is out of the way. So yeah, like it's, it's, it's harder to trace where that money originated from. Correct. Um, yeah, and that's what a lot of people have done. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I personally am of the belief if you feel like a prenup is something that's essential for you and your partner before y'all enter into a marriage. I mean, I feel like everybody should at least talk about it and kind of see if it's something that makes sense for their situation. Because it's definitely not like a one size fits all um, conversation. Um, I don't know if. If you had come to me with a prenup when when we were in, where we were in the process of getting married, I would have been like, I probably would have been like, get out of my face with that. <laughs> to be honest with you, what was a prenup? In? Huh? What was a prenup? In? That's what I'm saying. So I'd have been like, what? <laughs> what, what, what why are you here? What do you What do you want? Get you just want to write on paper is what you want to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know, as it's That's what I'm saying. I'm like, we've definitely built some stuff over the years, but I'm yeah, like But we built everything together. Yeah, we built everything together, but I'm like yeah. five yeah, years like, ago I'd have been like, bruh, no. Prenup's twenty dollars, son. Prenup for the twenty dollars. Prenup for twenty dollars. Thanks for the twenty. Give me my ten. Give me my ten. Leave me alone. <laughs> give me my ten. I can't, I can't. Like there like just you know, there just gotta be some valid reasons for for, <laughs> for this prenup stuff. Like so don't just be you, you were shut you were shut down on my prenup dreams? What are you pre prenupping me for twenty dollars, bro? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You know what I had in the stash. I did though. I did. <laughs> okay. I did know because we we talked about it. Oh, okay. We, we talked openly about these things. So. Okay. So. Uh, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> I digress. I can't with you. Marking his fake prenup. Um, but like honestly though, like if you had, if we both had like stuff. Yeah. That like we sort of had before any of the relationship, any stuff like that that we want to protect. But by all means, um, I would have been open to a conversation about like, okay, what happens 
in the event of blah, 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 blah. Because I think, you know, for all intents and purposes, you can say whatever you want, but you never know what's going to happen, how life is going to take twists and turns. And so you just kind of have to um, prepare yourself. And uh, I think in this day and age, especially, like, I feel like marriages ain't lasting like they used to. Like, I've seen so many people, like, of our age range who have been married, who got married, like, before us and are, like, definitely divorced and, like, on to new man slash new woman. So I'm like, yeah, you you might want to have these conversations if you have something of of uh of value and relevance that you want to make sure is handled appropriately in the event of uh of a divorce. Yeah. And I was thinking I was like who like how did um prenup become negative? And I was like I think Kanye contributed to that. We want prenup. We, we want, want prenup. I wonder yeah. if him and Kim got a prenup. I'm curious. I don't know, but he said get a prenup on in the song. But he also that's old Kanye, so I'm not right. Like I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if he believed that when he yeah. said it. Yeah, like by the time Kanye got married to Kim, <laughs> he, do we he, even he was, know he, if he was on that vibe? He was, Where he was, was he? At? He was different Kanye. Which version of Kanye did we have back then? <laughs> Who even knows? He was different Kanye. Who knows? What if Kimberly is as smart as she as she seems to be? I'm sure there's a prenup in place. Hmm. Okay. It might be more favorable to her than him, but you know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't that's, know. That's, 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 that's very debatable. No, I'm just saying because Kanye, I, I think Kanye, Kanye has Kanye. had some 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 money troubles. Correct. So I don't really know. I don't really know how that. How I'm, that. I'm I'm trying to figure out why he because remember he was, he was asking for money. Yes. And I was trying to figure out like why would that make sense? Because he didn't. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's bad investments. It's only yeah. The, only thing that makes sense is bad I think, investments. I think he was trying to make a make a, make a a vibe happen with fashion. Yeah, I remember and he that. invested a lot of his own money, which was probably a mistake, number one. Um, and he wasn't getting the returns on, on, the, investment. on the investments that he yeah. was making. So he probably, he probably owed more than he had. Yeah, okay. he owed more than he had. I was like, well, like, on paper, he owed more than he had. Mm-hmm. He probably still has money. But he probably yes. just owed, on paper more th- owes than more he than he has. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, makes yeah. sense. Yep. So, you know, prenup if you got to. Don't prenup if you don't got to. Just do your research and figure out what makes the most sense for you. And everyone should agree. Yes, on everything. <laughs> in the prenup. <laughs> on, the, on the whole situation. On the whole situation. Yes. On everything. Word. On everything. So yeah. Let's move on. Let's move on to our artist spotlight for the week. Artist spotlight. Um, I would like to talk about Sir. Okay, Sir. Um, so Sir is an R and B singer. I finally saw what Sir looked for the first time. What Sir looked like for the first time, like a week ago, um, because his, uh, I guess his talking voice. And his singing voice don't match what I expected him to look like. For some reason, and, you know, don't judge me, guys. Probably. I, hey, (laughs) I expected him to be of the Chris Brown, Trey Songs, like, pretty boy ilk, I guess. And he's definitely, like, a dark-skinned guy with some locks who just looks like a regular schmegler daggler dude. Like, I I would never in a million years. And the way he talks, too, is just, like... He does not give R and B singer vibes at all from the way he talks, but he's definitely. Well, I heard um, he's he's like he's not about to, like he'll 
he, he always says he'll knock somebody out. He yes, says, he's he says, very. He's, he says it all. He's very aggressive. He's, he's about that. He's about <laughs> that thug life. Uh, R and B singing. He's from Inglewood, though. So, yes, he's also know. from the wood, Inglewood. Um, he's like a younger, younger me. Oh. Yes. Um, so he um, was a sound engineer at one point, and he did a lot of writing for people like um, Genuine and Jill Scott and Anita Baker. And you know, he finally got connected with TDE. I feel like he said um, he's related to somebody on there. Like, somebody's his cousin. I don't know who. I forget who he said because I was listening to one of his interviews recently. But um, he is part of TDE, which is known as Top Dog Entertainment. That's Kendrick Lamar, J-Rock, SZA, and the whole gang over there. So he released an album um, August 30th of this year called Chasing Summer. And um, the first single off the album is called Hair Down with Kendrick Lamar. I like his music. I like his vibe. Um, I like that he's, like, not a stereotypical um, pretty boy R&B singer. Like, if you Google him, like, he just looks like, I promise you, like, you could walk past this dude on the street in Brooklyn (laughs) and be like, oh, okay, he's just, this is just, like, a dude out here. He just looks, he's just so... He's regular looking, he looks, he looks real, real and he d- he doesn't fit into the like mold of R and B singers that we think of when we think of R and B yeah. guys. Like we think of pretty like Eric Bellinger, Chris Brown, Trey Songs, just real clean cut, clean shaven, like August Alsina, pretty guys. And this guy is definitely not that. Yeah, like, but TD, they all have that. I'm just be chilling at home. Yeah, I just be chilling at the house. Look, um, <laughs> but, but I I enjoy I enjoy Sir's energy. Um, because when he went on the breakfast club this past week, like his real name is Sir. Like, it's not like, oh, this is my like stage name. Like his real name is Sir Daryl Ferris. That's his real name. So, um, he goes by his first name and he went on the breakfast club and you know, Charlemagne likes to like clown on the breakfast club and be like, oh, but why'd you, why's your name, sir? Like you're great. Your mama tried to be fancy or something like that. And he was like, no, actually um, my grandmother named me. Daryl is, you know, some important person in my family name. So put some, basically put some respect on my name. <laughs> and it was literally like 30 seconds into the interview. I was like, Charlemagne was like, oh, oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't expect that energy. Because <laughs> you had to see the visual. Like when Charlemagne said what he said, the way that Sir Turner was like, relax. Yes. <laughs> let's let's, let's sir, not start that out. Sir, sir doesn't have time. No. He doesn't no. have time. I was like, well, all right. Uh, well, I guess, <laughs> I guess, uh, <laughs> guess sir, that's that sir, on that. Sir doesn't have time. No, but like, yeah, I I like everything about his vibe. He just seems like a just a regular. Like, I feel like it's been a while since I've seen just like a regular, like, sort of unpolished, like, image, image, image created um, R and B singer. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, especially male R and B singers, there's a very particular like look and vibe that they kind of have that they sort of create to like package them. And, like, he is, like, definitely, like, the most unpackaged R&B singer I've seen in a while, <laughs> um, which is not a bad thing. It's just, yeah. like, I'm not used to it because I'm used to the, the package that they create. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to highlight him this week because I thought, you know what? He's popping. I like his music. Um, I don't think there's anybody over at TDE that I don't like. It's a very solid roster. Yeah. It, I have it, to say. Like, they're, they're, they're really good over there. Like, I'm trying to get into more of them because, like, I've heard a lot of them on different things, and I've always liked their songs. Like, like I said, Sir Isaiah Rashad, Reason. 
I will say the one thing about Sir that makes me give side eye is that Sabrina Claudio um, feature on the album. Because, yeah, in the words of Parks, because, you know, I'm Parks Hive, um, she's a talented little racist, and I don't <laughs> see why she's here. So beyond that... Um, talented little racist. Talented little racist. That's right. So, um, yeah, beyond that, like, I, you know, I enjoy the album. Um, you know, he opens up with the Kendrick, the Kendrick feature, which, you know, if you're on TDE... Why don't you open it with the Kendrick feature? Makes, makes sense. You should open with the Kendrick feature. Um, he has a Jill Scott feature on there as well. And he has Zakari on there, who's also part of TDE. He was the one that sang, uh, what's that song on Damn that I like? Um, I feel like I used to listen to Damn, Love. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's the one that he, he his voice is on there. And I was like, oh, he's singing. So yeah, um, check sing, out sing. Sir S. It's like a S-I-R. A, yeah. S-I-R. I yeah. think it's like he writes it like capital S, S lowercase I, capital R. Yeah. So, yeah. Check him out. Get into him. If you're Sir. looking for some new R&B. Yeah. He, he's, he's good. He's yes. good. Like, get into it. Get into it. Get, get, get into it. Word, word, word. Word. So, um, moving on from that. So, it's been an eventful week. Um the internets have been a buzz and a blaze with um, some things. Um, so again, as Mark and I have said in the past, um, we're Christians, proud of it. Um, but Christianity as a whole needs like a PR overhaul because um, it just be looking wild. Like the the looks aren't good. The look the looks aren't good. The looks are just they don't look good. Um, so two things that happened this week that uh, I feel like affected the Christian um, public relations look um, was the um, Botham Jean um, verdict, rest in peace to him, and uh, Erica Campbell and what she said about sexuality. So I'm going to start with the um, Botham Jean situation. So if you don't know, Botham Jean is a young man who was killed in his own home while eating ice cream and watching TV by a Dallas police officer whose name I will not speak because I don't care about her. And, um, but you know who she is, go do your Googles. Um, (laughs) And there was a trial. It ended this past week and she was sentenced to 10 years in jail, which I was genuinely shocked by. I thought she was going to get acquitted. So the fact that she was found guilty and sentenced to 10 years was, you know, shocking, which is a shame. Like I'm so jaded by the justice system in this country and how unfair it is that I was genuinely like, oh, snap, they really said this up? Yeah, wow. Yeah. Um, she'll probably only serve five of those years because she'll be eligible for parole in five years, right. which is nuts because you kill it. You kill the human. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, you should be in jail for a longer time than that. But, you know, whatever. Um, so the big thing that had people up in arms this week was uh, in the courtroom when the verdict was read, um, there was a woman, I think she was a sheriff or a court officer or whatever, who appeared to be stroking um, Amber Geiger's hair. People were upset about that. To me, I didn't know what she was doing with the hair. It, it didn't look like stroking. The way she was running her fingers through that wasn't stroking. She might have been trying to pull some of it out. I don't really know, but that's how it looked to me. Um, then the brother of both of them, his younger brother, who I think is like 18 or 19, read a statement um, and asked for permission to get up and hug. And apparently, I said her name. You can bleep that out. Got up and um, asked for permission to hug his brother's killer. And he got up, walked over, hugged her, and apparently he said, 
he loved her and she hoped she would give her life to Christ. Um, people were up in arms. And also to the judge um, in the case, who's also a black woman, um, got up and hugged her and gave her a Bible as well. And people were up in arms about that happening. I think people were mostly up in arms about the brother doing it because it was like, bro, she killed your brother hugging her and people were like nah I would never do nothing like that and you know Mark and I had a conversation about it and I told Mark that if somebody kills me he hugs them I'm haunting him forever I stand by it um if there is an exit heaven policy I'm using it to haunt um however that's fine um I'm just being honest I don't I got to lie um (laughs) (laughs) um but people were up in arms about the fact that the brother hugged um his uh brother's killer and I admit that initially I was like, I was uh, upset that he hugged her. Not that, not because I felt like he was necessarily wrong Uh, for it. I think I was upset at the fact that because he did it, the narrative was now, look at how, look at, look at these forgiving black people. Look at how, look at how, look at how, like to me, this the overall narrative was not about the fact that she was sentenced for a crime. Like it was, it was centered around, look at this black person hugging this white person who has done something terrible to make them feel better about themselves. And this, this creating this narrative of like the, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Like the docile, like black Christian which is which is a a, a a a trope that exists that I don't particularly like about black Christians is that we're just like these soft docile like we just go along with anything type of thing and so when he hugged her that was kind of the narrative that was created and that was the thing that I think annoyed me like I don't think I had a problem with the forgiveness or any of that because if you're a Christian you are supposed to practice forgiveness and whatever the case is I think my issue was. I didn't think the forgiveness, quote unquote, needed to be so public because it doesn't say anywhere in the Bible that it has to be a public thing. So I I, and I kind of felt like and I don't know these people. I don't know their life. I didn't know if I felt (laughs) that it was super genuine because I'm like and I said this to Mark. I felt like this thing happening, it's kind of been in the spotlight for a while, like you know, between the actual killing, the investigation, the actual case. Like, I'm like, I don't know if you've really had time to think about, like, what you mean when you say that you forgive this person. I don't know if you've had time to process that. And like I said, I don't know these people. I don't know their life. I could be completely wrong. Maybe he has had time. But I would say, when did the, when did the incident happen? Like, last year sometime. So I'm like, but like, you know... The, in the midst of all that, there hasn't really been like a quiet time. You know what I mean? Like it's been like, you know, media coverage and the blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, I don't know if you've had time to actually sit and like really process your feelings about that. But then he's also like 18, 19. So his mind, his, the things that are in his mind and that kind of influence the way he views the world are completely different than mine. Because maybe at 18 or 19, I would have said something like that. At my age now, with all that I've seen and experienced and I'm a little more jaded, I might not have the same response. Yeah. And I and then, you know, people were upset because the father said, oh, I'd like to be her friend one day. And people were like, yo, both of them got to throw his whole family away because why are they out here acting like this in public? What I found interesting, though, was the mom, the mom was like, well, um, the Dallas Police Department, 
did a shoddy job of investigating and I had to put my foot on their neck to make sure that they did anything that would get my son any kind of justice. Any forgiveness regarding this young lady is between me and God and that's it. The sister kind of said something similar to in an interview she did like yesterday or the day before. So I just I just found it interesting that the men were on some, hey, we're forgiving. And the women were like, I'll see about that, sis. And, you know, I I kind of like I guess kind of the mom's response is kind of how I kind of feel because you did something really horrible that has changed the life of my family forever. Like, I'm never going to get that person back. Like, you are going to go to jail for 30 seconds. Like, I'm never going to feel or be the same because of the action that you took. So I can't, in good conscience, be like, oh, yeah, a year after, not even a full year after, I forgive you. Like, I, that, I'd be lying. That would be a whole lie. And I feel like that's kind of the vibe that the mom was on. But then the other thing... Uh, I'll no, let, no, keep, no. no, I'll wait till you keep finish um, But after reading all of these responses and, and, and thoughts and think pieces and stuff over the course of the week, um, something I saw mentioned on a forum really helped me put into perspective why there was so much um, upset about what they saw the brother do, what people saw the brother do. Like people were, were mad with the judge, but I think they were more mad with the brother. That family is from St. Lucia. They've been here for this trial, but that's where they live, in St. Lucia. When you don't live in the United States as a black person, your mental processing of racial issues is not the same. Like, I came from Barbados. Everybody there is black. The leaders of the country are black. But I was going to school, my teachers were black. So, like, my framing of race and race relations, it took me a while to understand the African-American experience and relation to race here in this country. So, because they're from St. Lucia, a place which is, you know, predominantly black, like, that's just, like, they don't think about race. When I think about it through that mindset... I don't know how mad I can really be at the brother, you know, because he's not looking at it through the lens of what are the implications of me doing this to the conversation about race and the current, like, almost civil war we're in as a result of it. That's not his, that's not his viewpoint at all because that's not his day-to-day experience. That's not something that he's learned. That's not something that he's dealing with all the time. So to him, he might just be like, I'm just hugging this person regardless of their race. Like he's, he's just not framing it that way. And once I saw that, I had to be like, okay, I still wouldn't do it. But I, I understand that if my mindset isn't on, there is racial tension and there's a lot of deep under, under the cover things that are, that are unearthed in situations like that. If I'm not aware of that or I'm not thinking about that and I'm operating simply based on my own feelings and emotions and whatever, because I don't have to live this experience, I could see why something like that would happen and that would not be something on his mind. Yeah. um, Thank you. Thank you for that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was hearing this story, I think um, I think this is one of those stories where the conflict that there's a big conflict that happens internally with me. The big conflict that happens with me is um, trying to be a forgiving Christian and trying to walk a certain way as a Christian and being a under, understand like the revolutionary portion of it and the cultural issues that are going on and the conflict that 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 tends to happen. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a it's a conflict a lot of times because like certain things I, I see I can see through the lens of everything. Mm-hmm. I see the lens. I see the lens of the judge coming down and hugging the woman mm-hmm. and like and it's coming off as. Oh, white tears win again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> white woman tears win again. Mm-hmm. I I see the image of um, what was happening during the trial when um, they kept talking bad about the guy, right? And or kept, trying to trying to trying kept, to drag kept, him. Kept, kept dragging him. That was yeah. why I got mad when the brother was hugging because I was like, oh, she tried to drag your brother and Correct. make him seem trash. Don't yeah. hug her. They, 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 they tried to first say that oh, he, was he um, trying to attack her? They've tried to use a bunch. Of, they tried to use a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. They try to say that he was aggressive. Right. That's where the castle defense came from in the first place. Mm-hmm. They tried to say he was aggressive. They tried to use a lot of different things against him. They they wanted showing him like, oh, look at his past. Right. They tried to do so many like things they to always damage him. Do. So looking at all of that, my revolutionary side was like, yo, trash. I don't need any. I don't. I don't want to see anything. Mm-hmm. But also understanding the um. The Christian side of forgiveness is important. I don't know if I would be able to <laughs> go up and hug somebody. I don't know if that's possible at all. Mm-hmm. But I think I understand why at doing that. And um, I was just playing a clip, listening, listening to a clip with um, Kristen earlier mm-hmm. with um, Trevor Noah, and like it kind of helped me understand what my what my concern was because I was kind of really upset with people getting so upset at the brother. Mm-hmm. I was getting very, I was I was actually getting upset because I was like but that's that's he he wants to forgive and people were like you can't forgive and like I remember seeing the same sentiment when um people were after the Charleston shooting mm-hmm. and like they came in and shot and then the person was like oh the the people from the congregation was like oh we forgive the person and everything mm-hmm. and it comes from a lot of different thoughts mm-hmm. no more I think the thought pattern is I don't think we're ups- I don't think we're as upset. This is um what he was saying. We're not as upset saying that the person should get a harsher sentence mm-hmm. as much as feeling that everybody should be treated that way. Right. Meaning we like they treat our sons and I treat our daughters like animals all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. When we commit a crime, there's no compassion for what's going on. Right. Um the he's it's just a, like they were recruited into a gang when they were ten because yeah. they lived in the hood and it was yeah. like yeah. They, they, they don't say like oh I feel bad for this person for getting recruited in the gang like they, they never have compassion like there's there's no compassion or humanity placed on correct and that and I think that's people. where our upset comes from mm-hmm. and I think that's the core of the where the upset comes from yeah. cause like because that. Because it's all like, us. oh, look at this woman. She made this terrible mistake. We must. Yeah, but she the, was a good person. But we we don't get that. So I mm-hmm. I think I think our energy should be towards how the media the media more than towards than the, the family. The family. And I think a lot of us. I think we're very upset for how we are portrayed. Right. So it kind of carries over into who's doing it, mm-hmm. and we put the, we put the responsibility on the person. Right. Um. On make on how we're viewed right. instead of on the media. It's like it's like people getting mad at the people in um real housewives. Mm-hmm. People get mad at the people instead of at the people who made the platform mm-hmm. <laughs> or who were promoting it. Yeah. So like I, I think it's different. 
right um so um be, be, before you continue mm-hmm. um yeah so like i i think that um we have to change our mindset on how right. we um operate with that right and how we move moving in that that space gotcha um to bring this back to like why i brought it up in relation to christianity um so because the family is christian both of them was christian as well um this this and this notion of forgiveness being a really big um component of the christian faith um it came across to a lot of people as you know and people say this all the time you know christianity like is this like brainwashing um religion and it's the white man's religion and this and that and this and that um and the reason i i said that the pr looked bad is that we have heard you know people say you know the church needs to be involved in the in the affairs of our country and our state and our this and our that but when it comes to injustices like this that happen the church is quite silent they don't say a lot they just kind of pander to the let's forgive instead of like taking action and being about social justice and i feel like that's why the pr looks bad because the church is not addressing the real issues like I don't even feel like Botham's church was really like you know we just have to forgive and you know and so you know I talk a lot of I I talk a lot of trash about um Jamal Bryant I he's he's done a lot of really garbage things he's you know he has issues we all do but you know whatever but I respected the fact that Jamal Bryant was one of the few like popular black pastors with a large following to speak out and say we as a church have to step out and call out this foolishness for what it is and take efforts to address it rather than just kind of throwing that, oh, let's show love, let's forgive blanket you can do on both. everything. You can do both you things. Can do both. But, you know, a lot of churches take the path of least resistance and just do the let's blanket it in a love and forgiveness. That way you don't have to actually do anything or speak up on anything. And I think that's that's where the PR looks bad because people people have this idea in their mind that, oh, if you're a Christian, you're just supposed to just be like twiddling your thumbs and just not taking any action. But I'm like, if you're really following Jesus, Jesus took action. Jesus got upset about things, had righteous anger and and took steps to address things when you're just throwing on the let's forgive let's love blanket you're not really doing your job to me um as a church faith community christian however you want to put it um you do need to be um addressing these things in a real way um from a faith-based perspective so i think that when you don't do that and you just kind of put out this let's love let's forgive thing it it makes the faith look like a bunch of words and no real action behind it but we'll be some of us will be very vocal about other things like right. we're quiet on on you know social justice racial issues but let something about them gays come up all of a sudden everybody's got something to say <laughs> keep that same energy Keep that same energy, the same energy that you want to go off about gay marriage and this and that about. Have that same energy about social issues and about members of your congregations being gunned down in their homes. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Um, And also, I I think um, one thing that's always been consistent, I, I realize that black people have 
regardless of what the media says, black people have always been the most compassionate in these instances also. Um, in terms of like being there, we always, and it, it it's crazy because like it's happened for years where like we've always been the, <laughs> it's going to sound crazy, the more human <laughs> instance in um, and everything. So we've been, Come through Donald Sinclair. Stop it. <laughs> so we, we've always been shout the, out to the homie dad. <laughs> we, we've always been the um the, the most human instances, meaning like trying to find be the compassionate person in there. Right. Um, even through like it, even the reason why there wasn't as many revolts as there were mm-hmm. <laughs> during mm-hmm. slavery times. Yeah, there were revolts, but there were as much as there were because we've always been like, all right, let's just focus on us and just constantly being forgiven through the whole process. Right. Because we just like and we it, just it, we just want to live and mind our business. We don't want to do yeah. all this other stuff with y'all. Yeah. We don't. But I think I think stuff so, but, like but this. Somehow we're, we're the most aggressive. Right. Somehow. Speaking of this Botham story, I don't know if you heard, but um, the guy there was two people that that were witnesses in the case: a woman and a man. There was a man who lived in the apartment complex, the same apartment complex as him, who was a witness who um, was killed, and it appears to be an assassination, like yesterday, that he testified against the defendant. Interesting. And, you know, they say he was shot in the mouth and in the chest, which is, you know, very much a execution-style yeah. sending a message type of thing. Yeah. And I'm no conspiracy theorist, but I find it very interesting that he is now deceased so very interesting very interesting so now i'm like well let's you know people are like well let's run it back on this forgiveness story because what what all is going on now now things starting to look a little sus people have questions because the other lady she lost her job because of it and she's blackballed from her field as a result because she was a pharmacist and as a result of her testifying in this trial she basically can't find a job in her field which is nuts oh, so oh, I, oh, i'm like listen what, what what i'll say is this it's looking wild i the funny thing is i knew something crazy was happening because it's the first time a police officer was convicted and mm-hmm. I've, I've heard about in a long time yeah so i know and and it was a white woman yeah so i i, I knew it was gonna be crazy yeah and and, and they were fighting to mm-hmm. make sure it didn't happen yeah yeah, like the fact that we're trying to bring up the castle law, I was like, they, they I was just, like, guys, are you serious? Is, how you gonna bring up a law? The castle law basically says if someone walks into your house and tries to threaten you, you have every right to protect yourself in your own house. Mm. They're gonna let that woman use the castle law and not her house, and not her house. And I'm just like, <laughs> sis, this was this was never your house. Like you, like as far as I'm concerned. There are so many lies about this story. Like I'm just waiting I, for the day when we finally hear the truth about what happened with this because that lady i do not believe for a second that she thought that was a par- her apartment i do not believe for a second she knew she be- she believed that was her when you live somewhere you know what your house look and feel like it's like you know where your house is like you weren't like drunk or high on drugs like you know where you live mm-hmm. so i don't believe anything she's talking about i think she is lying about talking about she thought she knew that was her apartment girl bye get off my line stop lying um, but yeah, um, I just you know the the as a as a faith community and as a faith in general, we need to do more 
about um, um, addressing social justice about addressing issues. social justice issues. Because I, 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 somebody I, we, posted I, we, a quote, we, we can still go strong with yeah, we can still love and forgive and all that strong. jazz, but we I, also I, I, need we, to have address social justice issues. Yeah, we, and somebody posted something um, about a, a, a tweet from Tana Hasi Coates from like 2015, where he was where they were talking about um, the Charleston. South Carolina um, situation with the church shooting. And Ta-Nehisi Coates basically tweeted something to the effect of, I find it interesting that we um, are talking about this forgiveness thing when this guy came into a church and shot up people at Bible study. But where was all this Christian uh, love and forgiveness when 9-11 happened? We weren't talking about, oh, let's not, not forgive them. Let, no, we and, were ready to go to war and burn the whole and, thing and, down. And, that, and, that, and that's, and so that's why I said. keep the same energy, guys. And, and, that, and, that, and that's, why I, that's why I said. I don't think the issue that we have concern with is that um, they weren't forgiving. It's just why weren't they doing it on 9-11? Right. That's the on problem. 9-11, it was the out here to... Let me tell you That's something. So many Christians, black, white, yellow, was like gone over there and bombed them people. We don't care. And and they were talk like the nine twelve. People were talking crazy about Muslims for like years. No, seriously, and it and it's 9/12? never really stopped. They, they've just been like, they, they, people do not care about Muslims. Oh, they they don't even care if they're Muslim. If they look brown and like they yeah. wearing any type it's, of head covering or anything, it, it's, it's it's ridiculous. It's out of control. So it's just like let's let like let's keep the same love and forgiveness energy on yeah. all fronts. So. Once, once again, I, I don't think we should take away the energy from feelings that the person should be persecuted more instead of let's try to figure out why aren't everybody else. <laughs> yeah, why isn't everybody else getting treated the, the same, same way? form of love. And yes, yeah. and, and, and let's focus on addressing the issues in the communities that our, our churches are in. Yeah, correct. Not just, you know, playing games. Right. Um, The what other thing that happened, huh? What else we got? Um, what else we got? So the other thing that happened in Bad Christian PR this week, um, Erica <laughs> Campbell um, from Mary Mary, um, she has a book out, and she went on The Breakfast Club, which I always find interesting when these gospel artists be having all these like weird things to say, but will go on things like The Bre- Breakfast Club. But I digress. Um, she went on The Breakfast Club, um, and I guess in her book she talks a bit about sexuality and I guess they asked her a question. I listened to part of it. They asked her a question about how she feels about um, self-pleasuring. And she said that she feels like it's impure. Um, it cheapens the experience between you and your spouse, et cetera, et cetera. And people were up in arms like, mind your businesses. But they asked her. I know. I know. I get it. I get it. I get it. I, like, you can't. You can't, like... Cause like she she did not even go any close to bring that up. Yeah, I understand. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. <laughs> what I am saying is, I felt like um, she. It was interesting. Like I don't, I don't, I wasn't upset with her because I realized that after watching the Mary Mary show, I realized the kind of like church and household they grew up in. They grew up in a very like you wear skirts to the ground. And shirts to our 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 like basically they're covered up very conservative like yeah. that's the type of way they were raised correct and so their thought processes about things related to sexuality is going to be very um, old fashioned and uh, not necessarily like quote unquote with the times yeah like so like like. I could understand if she came on the Breakfast Club to do that, but mm-hmm. that's how she did. No, they came and asked her. <laughs> but I just, it just, it just, again, the conversation brings up like this whole thing about like, you know, 
why does Christianity feel the need to to speak so much on what people do in their own bedroom? Because I guess she said something to the effect of it was a book. Does does God? Where is God when you're doing that? And it was just like I think my whole issue with it is just like I feel like when this purity conversation comes up, like both men and women do this like it's it's always focused specifically towards women and i'm just like oh Correct. I, I don't, I'll, I don't I'll, like I'll, that I'll, I'll i'll take that a lot of times it, they do focus on women because i feel like when i, I, I was I just, a little I just, kid like i they I were giving me these just, purity conversations that i didn't understand what they were talking about i just so. won't i just won't like i just don't like the attachment to this conversation because i feel like this conversation was just so totally serious. it's just like she can believe whatever she wants right <laughs> and i feel like people get upset like they asked her a question. She answered it. Yeah. <laughs> what, 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 and she kept trying to get away from the question. Yeah. I, I could see it. Like, during the interview, she kept being like, uh, that's just what I believe. Like, she kept right. saying, like, and, like, they kept trying to get her to say something like, mm. oh, so is that guy? Like, no, that's whatever you believe is fine. Right. But that's <laughs> what, what I, I believe. believe. And I, yeah. I feel like people, like, that's just what you believe. It's, it's yeah. fine to believe that. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, to me, I just felt like the the bad PR part of it was just, like, this is yet another thing that like no, no. The Christianity, makes Christianity Christianity looks look a little nuts, and I'm like, girl, why was you at the Breakfast Club? What was you doing up there? Like you 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 know me to me, I get confused when people come to the Breakfast Club and be like flabbergasted because you you have you watched the show? They they, they do they, they do stuff for the drama. They do stuff for the look. They do stuff for the clicks. So you had to know that they was gonna get up there and try to ask you some stuff and, and paint you into a corner. Yeah. Uh, in a way that you weren't comfortable with. So, you know, just let's just do better, people. Let's just do better. Let's just make better decisions. Cool? Work. Cool. Um, so on to this week in random. So um, announcements came out this week for the Super Bowl headliners. Um, I won't be watching because who they have up there <laughs> is, let me be honest, um, J-Lo and Shakira. When I heard that, I said, who's watching that? Who cares enough about either one of them? No shade to them. But who... What fan, what fan base do they have that's big enough that will watch that? I'll be honest, J Lo, J Lo, who's who got to compare J Lo? She's one of those people who have like a core fan base. Like J Lo fans love J Lo. Okay, I don't and know they, a single J Lo fan, but J Lo okay. fans love J Lo. They put her in top ten at all times. That's crazy. It, it is top but ten of what? I'm just letting you know of what singing. J Lo fans love J Lo singing. Yes. Huh. I'm just letting you know. Okay. J Lo fans. Have they, they they like she has she has these core fans who go hard for J Lo, I guess. Well, she, um, so she has a core fan. Shakira the same thing. She has core fans. I mean Shakira Shakira and I have the same birthday, so I have a special affinity for her. But I'm still not watching. Yeah, but but what I, what I will say is this: this is the first time they've had anything <laughs> Hispanic related. <laughs> this is great. So the Latinos will be out there, which is yeah. cool. I just want to know: is so, this part of Jay Z's diversity and inclusion initiative that they hired him at the NFL for? I don't know if that's part of it, but this is diverse inclusion. I don't know if he's part of it, but this is, in fact, Because diverse. we didn't have to go through all this for you to give me J-Lo and Shakira, Sean. <laughs> we, didn't, we, we didn't have to do all this if this is what you was going to come with. But, I'm just saying. But it is diversity inclusion. That's fine. That's fine. I I still won't be watching, so that's that's that on that. It's, it's not for you. Are they bringing out, unless J-Lo is going to bring Maybe. out, who's she going to bring out? Ja Rule? Then I might tune in. I might are you L.D.? Yep, I'm. I'm. I'm ready to get into a Ja Rule J Lo collabo. Like, uh, that might be interesting. But like, to watch the two, like, I can't imagine what that show will look like. Like, I just don't. I, I guess. I guess the Ja Rule come out. Because in my mind, when I think of Super Bowl, I'm thinking about like Shakira, Shakira. So is it White Cliff coming out? 
I don't have time. Shakira, um, Shakira. If Wyclef comes out, then I'm just going <laughs> to fall out and die because who, where is Wyclef? Um, <laughs> but like, I'm just like, when I think about the types of shows that we got from like Beyonce and Destiny's Child and from like Bruno Mars, I'm just like, Shakira and J-Lo, like what the hell are they about to come do? So, but I don't but pay attention to them as, as artists in general. So maybe they have popping shows and I don't know. And I think, I think they're the, um, maybe I'm judging. They're, they're still the safe option because I think they're the safe option of having Hispanic people that, it's more universal, right? So I think that I think that's also what it is. It's yeah. also the safe. I option. mean, they might as well put Pitbull on there because everybody loves Pitbull. I'm pretty sure Pitbull will come out. He might, he might, he might, he might pull up. Pitbull might come out. He might pull up. I think someone said Pitbull's gonna be in there. Did I make it up? Oh, I didn't see that anywhere. I just I, saw I Jay. I, I think I did see Pitbull. Honestly. I think I think I just P- saw P- P- Jay Lo <laughs> and uh, and uh, Shakira. I don't hear nothing about no Pitbull. I thought I did say Pitbull. But at this my, at this point, they might as well pull uh, bring him out because Pit- Pitbull got a fan base. Okay, what'd you okay. say? Pitbull is out here. And you know what's crazy to me? Pitbull, Pitbull's like rebrand is nuts. It's bananas. Like I remember when Pitbull first came out, Pitbull had like he was he was baggy clothes. <laughs> he was a rapper. He had uh uh cornrows. What do you call them cornrows that go all the way back, the yeah. braided back cornrows? Now Pitbull bald headed wearing tight suits and mm-hmm. tight shirts and he out here talking about, you know I want you. You know I want you. Pitbull has coin, okay? Yeah, Pitbull Pit- gets bread. And I'm just like, how did Pitbull finesse this? This is what I need to know. <laughs> how did Pitbull manage to make us forget what? that he was a he was like a, a gangster rapper? This guy made with it. braids going back. Like how? I need to know. I need answers. Yeah, Super Bowl. I think Pitbull's in Super Bowl. Yep. I think it's. Okay. I think it's Super Pitbull also. Okay, well come through Pitbull. I guess Pitbull will give a show. I've seen Pitbull <laughs> perform at some things, and I'm like, this looks lit. This looks popping. Pitbull gonna play. I don't also. speak no Spanish, but this Pitbull show look popping. One, two, three. It looks it looks pretty lit. Um so that that's I'm I'm pretty certain that I'm not gonna watch. But yeah, I but, I, 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 I think yeah. like I said, I think they're just trying to pull a different audience. I guess. They're trying to pull a different audience, which which, which like I said, which is diversity and inclusion, I'll be honest with you. Yepers. Just because it's not for you doesn't mean it's not diversity and inclusion. Yes, it's just not for me specifically, which, which is fine. fine. Yeah, I'm I'm allowed. I'm allowed for it to not be for me. But America likes those three. Yes, they do. People <laughs> will watch. Like one hundred percent. If it was a few years back, it would be Ricky Martin. Not Ricky Martin. You gotta get out of here. <laughs> you absolutely have to relax. I'm glad you know. I I'm, I'm right. uncomfortable with what you said. Moving on. Yes, we're moving on. So, um, speaking of sports, um. I don't know if I've ever said this on this podcast before, but um, the NCAA is the new age massa. Um, and our student athletes in college need to get free. Because <laughs> after I watched, I, you know what made me really feel that way about NCAA? When I watched 30 for 30 with the Fab Five, with Chris Reber and them when they were at, uh, what's that school, Michigan? And those guys was talking about how they didn't have $20 to mm-hmm. put gas in their car. Meanwhile, the college was selling their jerseys and, and pictures of them for millions of dollars. Yep. I said, oh, this is yep. this is the BS. I said, my babies will never play in the NCAA. They will never do it. Yeah, it's, they, not for that level. Not, and, 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 they, and they can't get a job. And they can't get a job. They can't get a job. And, and, they can't, and they can't make money off anything. And they can't make money off their own likeness. Nothing. Foolishness. <laughs> I said, not my baby. Yeah, my they, babies will never. If that's how they're N- going to do... NCAA, NCAA owns you. And owns you. I said, this is the new age massa, child. And if, like, what if you don't get, what if you don't get, you don't get um, all recruited to a team? Then you, right. You're just done. 
That's you just it. done. Like you just out here just broke. With, with, with no money. With no money. Use. Meanwhile, the college done made millions on millions on millions of dollars off of you. And people try to say, oh, would they pay their tuition? The in the grand scheme of how much money they spend on these students versus how much they make off of them? Yeah. Please. 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 Especially these big programs that have like a a, a devout following, like schools like Duke and Michigan, where like people will watch their basketball. Like all day, like people stand for them, like they stand for an NFL team. So um, this week it came out that um, California um, has ruled that students can get paid. NCAA athletes can see, get paid. Let's see what this money is. Let's yeah, and I hope that other states will follow suit because they have some big programs in California: UCLA, um, USC. Um, what's that other school? Come like, um, all, all, all they get is like tuition and like some sneakers. Yeah, they get tuition, room and board, and some sneakers. But like, <laughs> I them them athletes. I lived with an athlete um, one of the years out my sophomore year in college. She played softball, and our softball team is actually pretty good. And like, I w- I always knew it was like about five o'clock because I would hear her in the shower getting ready to go to her practice in the morning. Like, I never saw that girl. She was always like going to games. Like, they do a lot. Mm-hmm. As athletes, and so I'm like, you not you you gonna tell me that you can make millions of dollars off of selling my jerseys off off me possibly, but I can't get if somebody gives me ten dollars, I'm ineligible to play. Mm-hmm. Man, that's some BS. So I'm glad that somebody is standing up to to the NCAA and um, stopping them from taking advantage of these kids because. What I I gotta look it up, but it's a very small percentage of people that play in the NCAA that actually make it to also, the pros in any of the sports. What, what so it's like is, if this is gonna be the highlight of my athletic career and the opportunity for me to make money from athletics, why would you stop me from doing it? What's also interesting is when California did that because they moved the goalposts because they know because they also know that um now they're gonna get a bunch of people coming to college there mm-hmm. number one, um and like they it's um it's gonna get interesting. Because yeah. like now people are like, oh, I'm going to go college there because I get money. Yeah. So it'll be very interesting to see how that uh, plays out. Um, so this weekend, a couple of movies came out. Um, Joker came out. Um, people say it's really good. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is a great actor, so I'm sure it's good. What's, um, what's also interesting? Apparently it made like $93.5 this weekend. What's interesting is um, people made a statement with saying... Um, I heard it was a good movie, but this there really hasn't really been a Joker origin story. Yeah, and I think and that's what this movie is. Correct, it's a Joker origin. It's story. a Joker origin story, but they also said that like it was good to ha- to not have a Joker origin story because it made people just assume what his origin story was. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll see how this plays out now. Now that now that there is one. Oh, okay. Because it was never like an official story. Okay. Like you had like a little. Bits and pieces of different things, but mm-hmm. not like an official story. I don't think we've ever had one. Gotcha. Um, Dolomite is my name, which is Eddie Murphy's new movie, <laughs> was supposed to come out this weekend. Did it? Oh. It was supposed to, but I don't see it anywhere in the reportings for this weekend's box office. Dolomite. So I don't know if it came out or if it just made five dollars. Made five dollars. Like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um. People, you know, the the critics said it was it was good. Um, I guess it was it was limited release this weekend. Okay. Um, 
it should it's supposed to be everywhere like later on this month. Okay. So you know, whenever it comes out out here in these streets, I guess that, uh, I would that was like the, to uh, see us. That's the film festival version of yeah. having a lot of money. Yeah. So I guess I'll see <laughs> limited release. Um, who I can uh, who uh, what it looks like because I'm Word. I'm very excited. You know, I watched uh, the comedians and cars getting coffee with Eddie Murphy. He's still hilarious. Yeah. He's so great. I'm I'm excited to see um, what he does Word. in this new movie. Um, so for us New Yorkers, um, I don't know if y'all was watching the news the other day, but there was a lady in the lion's den at the Bronx (laughs) Zoo singing and dancing. That lady's on something. She was on something. Um, I believe she still is on something. Um, I don't know if they found her yet because the police were looking for her trying to figure out who she is. But she was steady posting videos on Instagram looking wild. Yeah. When I saw that video, I said, when I heard there was a person in the lion's thing, I said, it got to be one of the whites. Couldn't be one of us. Impossible. Impossible. Imagine my surprise when I watch the news later. And so I said, lady, what are you doing in there? I was laughing because um, Trevor Noah was like, why did the lion look confused? Like, <laughs> the lion was looking like, you know you black? For? You know you black? Right, like, the, the lion, lion was, was like, sis, we, you don't do this. <laughs> what are you doing? The lion was like, it's usually the other ones. It's usually not you. So the lion wasn't sure if to eat her or like, the lion was like, what are you doing in here, sis? What are you doing, son? Like, you know better. <laughs> I know you know better. Why are you in here? Why, why are you here? She was playing. She was playing. I just, I was like, she, she had to be on drugs. She, I saw the picture of her. Her eyes didn't look right. Something wrong with her. She's not all the way. What is she doing? She's not all the way there. She need to get on out of here. Apparently, she was in like another like I'm just, enclosure too I'm, dancing. I'm, I'm happy she didn't get mauled. Me too, because I was like, oh, she's she's gonna die. <laughs> and the fact that, the, and you can tell that the lion was confused. The lion was like, she's posing like, haha, and the lion's just sitting there like, you know, I can kill you. What is? You know, do you know I can kill you? The lion's you know? like. Cletus, come look at this. Come look at this. Come look at it. Like, the lion calling over his friends trying to figure out why she even in there. What's, what's happening right now? There's a bunch of lions just looking like, so, what, uh, what What you doing? What are you doing? Why are you here? This is what we want to know. Why are you here? I'm confused. Yeah, that the lion did look a little perplexed. He had questions. There were things he wanted to know. Um, so I hope the police find her and she can get, um, whatever, um, medical evaluation she needs to get. Because that ain't no normal stuff to be. First of all, how's she even getting there? All these questions. Who, what happened? Who dropped the ball? How did lady get in there? It's, I'm it's, tired of hearing about people getting into zoo enclosures. I, I think, Stop it. You know what it is? Because people, the problem is with zoos is people think that people have sense. People are like, they're not going to just climb into a lion thing. That sounds crazy. It does. <laughs> but there's always someone who will absolutely go do that because. Because they're like, I don't need to put that much. Secu- like, we're worried about the lions getting out. We're not worried about people getting in because that would sound, why would they do that? Mm-hmm. Why? Why would that happen? You thought wrong. Let's <laughs> let's secure your stuff because yeah. yeah I, every time I hear these stories about somebody in one of these lions in cages, I just be like, oh god, they're gonna die. Oh god, oh god. So like you know, thank God she lived, but sis, don't do like, that no more. Don't do that no more. That's probably also a lion that probably grew up there. There's like I don't know what's happening right now. I the know. lion was I, like, what is she? I don't. I don't know how this works. The lion's like, Karen, Karen, come get her. <laughs> she ain't supposed to be in here. Okay. I know who comes in here, and she's not supposed to be in here. <laughs> this is, Get her out of here. Yeah. Mm-mm, that lion, poor lion. He didn't need to be that confused. <laughs> He's minding his business, and all of a sudden, there's like an intruder at the house, and he don't he don't know why she did. He's trying to figure it out. Yeah. Poor lion. He still probably <laughs> didn't think, why was that lady even in here? Like, why would she? Help. Help. Um, and the last thing I want to touch on this week, um, rest in peace to the good sis, Diane Carroll. Um, also known as Dominique Devereaux, um, the original Bad Biffa. Um, 
if you ever watched Dynasty, like Dominique Devereaux was like black girl goals. Like she was just rich, fabulous, and she was just strut into spots like, and what about it? There and was what a, about it? <laughs> and what about it? I think my favorite scene from that show is when she came, she was checking into the hotel and the guy was like, I have a junior suite for you. She said, junior suite? I said, I don't sleep in my clothes or on them. I require two bedrooms, one for me to sleep in and one for my clothes. Work it out, sir. And I said, you know what? She's goals. She's goals. She's who I aspire to be. Aspirations. I live. Come on, Diane. Come on. Come on. And, like, she's played a lot of, like, really um, iconic roles over the years. But I think the Dominique Devereaux is probably the um, the one people are most familiar with. Um, so rest in peace to her. 84. It's a good age. Lived a long time. You know. Very excited. Word, word. About the work R- she has done. R-I-P. Rest in peace to the good sis. Word. Ready for T-tips? Yes. All right. So T-tips. The BLM T-tips says don't generate one-off pieces of content. Create series pieces to drive repeat traffic. Um, what that means is a lot of times when you're um, trying to find out what to post on social media, don't create these things that are good for like just for the time frame. Create something that can you can create a series. Mm-hmm. Um, that's this, this is what hashtag supposed to be used for. Um, challenges are a big thing. Everybody remembers like things like the um, like the icebox cha- ice um, icebox challenge, all things like that. So remember, like those those challenges are a big thing, good thing to use. Um, these other things you can always do is um, find like if you're gonna have a video, think of create. A, Try to create a video series. Like, all right, this is going to be series one of ten, two of ten, three of ten. Let's create a series of different things you can use. I think a lot of times when we stop thinking about these one-off things and start thinking of these things in series, it might be a better way to help market your business. And that would be your BLM T-Tips. T-Tips, T-Tips, T-Tips. All right. T-Tips. So, go anything, everything, anything else? Um, no, that's it. That's it, and that's all. Um, uh, remember, next week is our last episode for the season. Yes, season one of the All Love No Fear podcast is wrapping. Um, we will uh be taking a little break, we're gonna revamp, renew, remodel, and come back come better back. than ever. Yes, come back better than ever. Y'all gotta see come back how better Mark's, than ever. Mark's shoulders come back are doing so ever. much right now. You can't, you can't make that sound without shaking your shoulders. Sure. Try it. Sure. You can't do it. Come back better than ever. <sighs> okay. See? Can't do it. Uh, sure. <laughs> sure. Whatever you say, that's that's totally fine. All right. But yes, we're going to come back better than ever. Ow! Ow. So, until next time, we love you. We thank you for listening. Follow us on the socials. Email us. Stay warm. Oh, my God. I forgot to say this. My favorite season is here. It's fall. It's fall. It's fall. It's fall. It's fall. Hoodie season. Ugg season. It's here. Get into it. Get your coats ready. Fall is here. Just for the purpose of New York, it's Tim season. <laughs> it's Tim season. <laughs> Hoodies and Tims. It's hoodie and Tim season. It's about to get mad brolic. Hood, hood, hoodie. <laughs> about to get mad brolic. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Hoodie. Mad brolic. Mad brick. Mad brick. You know how it be. Hoodie Tims and Fitteds. Let's go. Hoodie Tims and Fitteds. And then when it get a little colder, 
pull up with your scully. You know what time it is. <laughs> keep your head warm. Keep your ears warm. It could be whatever. That's right. Um, New York. New York. Yeah. I love New York falls and winters. They make me very happy. Yes, because summer's a trash. Yes, summer's garbage, and I'm glad that I'm free from that bondage. Word, 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 word. word. All, All right, right y'all. It's it. been great. See y'all next week. Peace. Deuces. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love, No Fear Podcast. Hey. It's hey. the All Love, No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check hey. us out. Hey. It's the All Love, Oh, No Fear Podcast. Podcast. Uh-huh, podcast. uh-huh. All Love, Oh, No Fear Podcast. Hey.